Hey everybody, welcome back to Barnacles with Jeff and Devin. We have my two COVID-free friends here, Devin and Ryan. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Feeling good. Yeah, feeling great. That's good. That's good. Yeah. How about yourself? <laughs> yeah, this is fun. I've been wanting to get Ryan on here. We've been talking about this episode for a little while now, so I'm glad yeah, we're getting... I thought the episode already started, so... <laughs> it has. Cut into my material. <laughs> Sadly. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I got, I got too long beforehand. Just... Yeah, we'll be fine. I mean, we were watching the episodes together. Yeah. And so he started saying stuff. I was like, that is gold. Save it. Hold Save that it. right there. Yeah, y'all are roommates for anybody that doesn't know. And so y'all are sitting next yeah. to each other. Yeah, that's my one suggestion for the podcast going forward. I'm going to start, an, I don't know if other guests have done this. I'm going to start a new thing for guests. Every new guest, you know, has to give you one tip for how, you know, you could take the podcast to a whole new level. You can't and improve perfection, right? You could do like a, a, a real-time commentary. Man, oh man, you know, because that would have been that would have been helpful. Yeah, so that would work for I think that would work for you. I'm just I just sit there in silence and watch something. So I don't know if if listening to Jeff watch an episode would be funny, but listening to you would be, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Everyone I usually watch in silence as well. But then when Ryan and I are like watching something together, silence doesn't usually happen. Yeah, I'm just not built that way. Yeah, if we're yeah, if we're in the same room, then we'll we'll do that for the next time we're together. But well, yeah. No worries. That's my that's my one tip. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like I that. I just wanted to start a precedent. That was it, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling any other guests about that, but <laughs> well, if they listen to the podcast. And they'll hear don't it. it don't edit it out. <laughs> keep it. Keep it. Oh man. So SB129. Um yeah. this episode is both of these episodes are very bizarre and weird and fun. And yeah. So SB129, which is named after, by the way, the production code of the episode. So this was the 29th segment. Oh wait. Yeah, I called it when the credit rolled. I was like, do you think what episode is this? And that was like 14. I was like, so if it's the A side and they're counting each one individually. Yeah, it was the 29th segment they produced. Um, I think since we talked about 13 episodes, I guess this is the 27th one we've talked about, but somehow the numbers got out of order. But it was the 29th produced one, so that's where that number came from. Well, the the first episode was like three. Oh, that's true. So there Ooh, we go. It would be an even number for the A block. I don't know. Mm. Just, just. Just go with it. We'll figure it out later. Uh, <laughs> it premiered, this is my last trivia, and then we'll jump into it. It premiered on New Year's Eve of going heading into 2000, along oh. with other futuristic Nicktoons. That uh, is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> the narrator starts out throwing absolute shade at Squidward. He's like, you know, we hear Squidward playing his clarinet, so get your earplugs ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so Squidward's playing his clarinet, and um, <laughs> uh, SpongeBob's alarm goes off. So it get the clarinet gets shoved into Squidward's mouth, and so he's just trying to yell, and it's just clarinet noises coming out. <laughs> you want to go jellyfishing? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Never do that. You need. <laughs> You need a yes or a no. Don't just assume, SpongeBob. Oh, no. Especially not with Squidward. They need consent, 
but uh, they don't get it. But well, they do go knock on the Squidward's door. <laughs> SpongeBob and Patrick, they definitely don't take no for an answer because they knock on his door and he opens it. Patrick's wave, by the way. I know, you know, this is a podcast, so you can't see, but he's like this. It's the weirdest way. <laughs> just like snake, snake hand, just and then wiggle it. <laughs> some some uh, storyboard artist just half-aided. <laughs> that was good. That was good. You know, uh, we were talking beforehand that uh, I was going to have to put in some dolphin noises for that. <laughs> half of my brain is sitting there right now. I don't know how long it'll last. I took maximum effort. So I felt careful. that too. That was that was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. There's no way we get through karate choppers. Without no, no way. No, I really like the, uh, and I don't know, like the style. I don't want to impede if y'all do like a, a turn base kind of thing. Oh, you're uh, good. Not D&D. Just because we're at that, because it seems like we're doing a bit of a recap of the episode, like in real time. Um, I really liked the uh, the door joke. It actually like felt, so, you know, we were talking about what episodes and like guest stuff. Like part of the reason I really wanted to do this one is like Squidward's like my favorite character. Because yeah. Squidward like, in a lot of ways, like SpongeBob and everybody else is great, but you can kind of strip it away and just make the show about Squidward. I feel like Squidward is like the one character that the show really can't exist without. Like he is comedy in itself. They get so much off of gags for just him. Um, and I really love the the like the argument in the door of like the going back and forth because it reminded me of uh, um, another iconic comedy. Uh, animation show which is you know like the original like Looney Tunes mm. like duck season yeah it felt like it felt like they were kind of doing their version of duck season because he ends up outside yeah of his own house and they end up inside <laughs> and he's like all right cool wait a minute um Bugs Bunny they, 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 except, well, except for the fact that they didn't intend that whereas Bugs Bunny and you oh, know sure. Sure, sure. yeah yeah, yeah. But it felt like a riff on that. Like it felt like in, in some ways, you know, I mean, I'm sure this show's much, you know, newer. So compared to that, but I'm sure people that worked on the show probably love Looney Tunes and it, it felt a little, a little bit like that, like something else that we're also a big fan of. I yeah. thought it was, it was like, it made the episode feel more iconic. Cause yeah. it's like, you know, like we're going to be a big show too. And we're going to, yeah. you know, yeah, so yeah. I, thought, I thought it was fun. I thought it was an interesting kind of, this was just what it made me think of in the moment. Yeah, both of these episodes were much better than I like originally thought. Like I just, I, I hadn't seen them in a while. Yeah. They're not the like, oh yeah, I want to rewatch this episode. No, they were just, they just, they snuck up on me. I was like, wow, this was an amazing episode. Yeah. Why yeah. did I forget it? Yeah. Yeah. So we get Caveman, uh, SpongeBob and uh, Patrick. We yeah. do. Ended we, up turning into a whole a whole episode. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. Yeah, the meme wasn't from the prehistoric episode. It was from this one. Uh, that that meme. I remember that summer when that meme was big, and mm -hmm. I was at a um, I was at a conference. I was a chaperone at a at a church conference. Like it was for like all the ages, but like I was chaperone for the the youth delegation, and we had a, a group meet going. And we used that that meme, like th there were so many memes we used, but like I remember using one that just killed, like mm -hmm. it was, <laughs> like we I sent that one and they just thought I was the coolest person ever, because they just 
thought it was amazing. So yes, that I have a, a strong uh, connection to that meme. It, it really funny. It's like the kids thought you were relevant for using that meme, but it's like, no, that was our generation. That was <laughs> very true, very true. Yeah, and I love the loincloths that they have, and they have just several layers. Yeah, sticky-note loincloths. Honestly, that feels like a better invention than any of the stuff in the future. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's like, man, we really, it's kind of like this commentary on like, you know, in the past, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we had sticky night love class. Now we just paint the world chrome. Yeah. That's <laughs> I don't know if they were thinking that deeply about the world building when they were doing this specific thing. But, you know. Yeah, the future is all chrome. So, uh, the way that he gets to the future is that he uh, sneaks off to the Krusty Krab because apparently the Krusty Krab is the Chick Fil A of their world, and it's the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mr. Krabs doesn't doesn't uh, he doesn't seem like that type of person to me. Yeah, I just want to point out this man went to work to be alone. <laughs> like that was what his decision was. Like my neighbors won't leave me alone, so I'll go to work. Yeah, like, it's just so ridiculous to me. But he just freezes himself. In the freezer, and wakes up in March 6, 4017. Um, <laughs> so how did no one use the freezer for 2,000 years? I know why. I figured it out. It's because they've got that fresh, never frozen beef. <laughs> oh, they use the patties, you know, that's what it is. So, like, they just don't use the freezer. It's like storage or something. Yeah. You're, you're probably right. They're like Wendy's and Chick-fil-A. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> we're just ultimate. We're just basically like taking this episode and making comps of like what real life Krusty Krab would be. I think that they saw Squidward in there and just were like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That's so mean. I mean, you're the, you mentioned the narrator starts off on a bad foot, so maybe. It's awful. I love Squidward. <laughs> he takes so much crap. And his face was against the window. Yeah. So SpongeBob had to have walked by at some point, right? For sure. Oh, or maybe since Squidward did end up coming back to the present, maybe it's like Squidward's already here. There's a second Squidward in the freezer. Whoa. Are we going like full tenant level? Is that what we're doing? Now? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it was inverted. Sure. The whole time paradox in this episode which is that squidward goes back in time because of jellyfishing and then ends up creating jellyfishing and then coming back and you know yeah see that's the brilliance and that's why i love squidward that's literally his character think how many episodes <laughs> that squidward is involved and things get worse because squidward is involved yeah like squidward creates his own you know issues and problems yeah like, we talked about that a few times with uh there was opposite day there was naughty nautical neighbors. Anytime he comes up with a plan, like just bad idea. Don't don't it's come perfect. up with plans. So it's perfect that he's the one that creates it. And I yeah. mean, it's, you know, this grass is always greener kind of theme going on. Except in the future, the grass is always crawler. But <laughs> um, you know, so he's like going off and trying to be alone, and he keeps finding these people. Um, Why was awesome. everything chrome? <laughs> I guess that's where we're heading. I don't know. Yeah, Google, yeah, Google's taking over, man. Everything is chrome. Everything is sleek. Everything looks like an Apple product. <laughs> With the that's name of the product, yeah. I was going to say, that's all I thought seeing the future. Like, it just looked like, you know, chrome, like 
MacBooks and stuff. Like it just everything was Chrome. So yeah. yeah. This episode really, it feels like it predicted something, you know? <laughs> yeah. We'll just have to wait another, what, uh, 1,998 years? A long time. Nine, yeah. yeah. I also love that, like, they do the future, but they do the future, one, from animation standpoint, brilliantly, because they don't change anybody. Like, the drawing, like, like SpongeBob looks the same. Yeah. He's dressed the same. Like future Sponge Tron, like <laughs> Patrick has second head. Second head somehow, but other than that, they're all the same. Thing, which almost feels like like an actual just uh, starfish thing because can't they like if you cut them in half they'll regrow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. do they grow six? I don't know. Oh, they, they, limb. they can grow a limb back. I don't know if you cut them in half and they'll grow. Okay, but if they lose a limb, I think like kind of like lizards lose yeah. tails, they okay. can grow. Okay. Yeah, I think if you cut a starfish in half, it will die. Never uh, <laughs> die. I don't know, but I just want to know how so many more letters were added to the alphabet. I'm I'm curious about that. Yeah, well, it's 486 of them. It's a brilliant, and it's like there's so much of SpongeBob this is this way, and that's why it's great to rewatch it when you're older and you have a sense of culture and history. There's so much that's like you know commenting on stuff. So like the fact that the future is sprayed chrome, but there's no new design. Yeah. at all like the hammer shoots a laser beam but the hammer's still built the same like why if you is it built like that laser, you wouldn't know it was different he doesn't have a laser gun he has a hammer that shoots a laser it's like it's, a blunt force instrument then it's just a laser pops out a weak little laser but yeah but it's a brilliant commentary on like you know innovation and being like creativity being stifled um in like the modern era it's really fascinating like just to think about it. it's like oh cool the window looks the same um yeah. The whole, I mean, everything. I mean, it's this is a great. This we just is a great got deep, y'all. It's a deep episode. Hey, you've been karate choppers. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. But yeah, the room. Uh, he, the first thing he says when he walks in is, "Well, I wouldn't have chosen that interior." <laughs> <laughs> the interior design didn't get any better. But the he goes into a room and it's a can opener first, and then he goes into that room. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose they did innovate, but in really ridiculous backwards ways. Like they took, you know, a small appliance and they made it into a room. Yeah. Maybe all of their cans <laughs> are huge in the future. So they need a whole room designated to it. Room size cans. Have they, have they solved food insecurity? The that's, can, that's what I'm thinking. The can opener bit probably is my favorite bit of the episode, <laughs> just in terms of like what made me laugh. Yeah. Because it just came out of nowhere. Like there was no setup for it at all. It was just like he took the, you know, it's like, oh, it's the one on the left. He goes in, and you hear grinding. You're like, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's, it was funny though. You know, because just everything that happens to Squidward is painful. Like you know that he's gonna walk in there and something awful is about to happen to him. He's gonna get mauled by something or something. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Squidward has a very punchable face. So <laughs> I mean, basically, I, this just, that's, what, that's what they use him for. He's a punching bag. That's true. And the best episodes have not necessarily him at the forefront, but like, you know, he's a big part of the episode. Yeah. I liked when we were talking about chocolate nuts that one time, and you were like, he's not even in the episode, and he still eats it at the end. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. In a way, that whole episode is kind of just about Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> so the backstory for why he doesn't get to have what he wants. <laughs> Yeah. 
so yeah, the past he see we we basically already talked about that, but he sees primitive SpongeBob Patrick. He's just trying to play his clarinet, so he makes the uh, jellyfish nets, and then they still attack him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then he okay. This next place, how would we describe this next place that he goes to? Okay, so I actually have a great thought on this because it's brilliant. Like I said, knowing what I know now, they literally kind of just make like it's kind of like Dada in a way. Like it's like the meaninglessness of art, like alone, 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 alone. Like it's literally like they're doing this kind of brilliant commentary on like meaninglessness yeah. within because it's literally it's kind of like they're saying that being alone is meaningless. And that's why he wants to go back to being with people. Mm. That's why it's kind of Dada style because that, that's what Dada is, is meaningless art. Like art can be a toilet or something. It's like, oh, we just have, or it reminds me of like, uh, what's the artist that does the, uh, the, the can, like Campbell's cans? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't remember. But it's just like pop art. It's like, it just has, I mean, it doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was brilliant, like absolutely brilliant. Like, let's take the visuals and tell you what we're doing, even though we don't know. And I feel like as a kid, like I did, at least with the giant white room, get the sense of like, it's better to be with people than it isn't. But yeah. definitely didn't understand like the artistic inspiration and like overtones. Like I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. Because it looks like he's just in a room. Like it the squares make it look like there's yeah. a ceiling and a floor, but then no, it just, nothing actually exists there. He's just. Yeah, and I'm actually, and this it's this scene in particular that um, had me surprised when you, Ryan, like picked this episode to be on, mm -hmm. because I remember you talking about it one time, you're yeah. like, this, that scene in particular bothered you as a kid. Yeah, because I didn't get it. Yeah. I don't understand what they're doing there. It's very trippy, yeah. I don't want to think it. I didn't want to think about meaninglessness when I was a kid watching Spongebob. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's the thing, I think the brilliance in the design is, I think when they built it, they knew people that understand this will, will get that. And people that, and kids will get the feeling of this emptiness and won't like it because that's the point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I didn't like it either. And, and then watching it, it's like, Lex literally said that I figured out watching it, it's like, oh, cool. Go to go to school, kids. Learn things about art. It's helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah, this is something I just didn't get before. And so another important question I have is, um, how many of those alones do you think was Tom Kenny? <laughs> All of them. Yeah, I, I was thinking that too. There's at least like one or two that was definitely Tom Kenny. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was all of them, but <laughs> I'd like to know who they all were. But yeah, yeah. He, he basically does. <laughs> Any random voice, the the mom in that that uh, that scaredy pants episode, yeah. like he's just the hot sauce coming up. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot when when we first when he's like um, traveling to this this void. Like where, I guess oh, yeah. that's where like where. I don't know. It, it just it's like where they sent um all the Avengers that got snapped away. Like that's that's where they went. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, but no, when when it go when he goes there, there's like words on the screen. One of the words that floats by is asparagus. I saw that. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that. There was asparagus and there was huh. 
and then there's was, was the, 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 the elevator becomes a slot machine. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, then it says, where was there? I just wanted to take one more like meta shot at Squidward as a character. It was just like, oh, it broke. Well, we say, oh, you're a loser. <laughs> it literally <laughs> say loser <laughs> and then send him off. You know, it's like lemon, lemon, where was I? <laughs> it's just a beat up Squidward episode. Like, Squidward's just looking, Squidward just wants some peace and quiet, you know? Yeah. But the second that he realizes he does want to be with SpongeBob and Patrick, uh, he immediately gets his wish. He's immediately back there. He, he totally has his like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz moment. Sure. Like there's no place like home, sure. you know? There's no yeah. neighbor like SpongeBob. He just, he get, that's how he gets sent back. Can't live with him, can't live without him. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that that nothingness space was apparently just like the floor above this room. He just like falls through <laughs> into the room. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> that, was, that was wild. Zero sense, but that's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, and then the episode ends with him being happy to see SpongeBob and Patrick, and then he says, you know, who's the barnacle head that invented that game anyway? You are, Squidward. <laughs> and then, like, as it fades to black, I'm going back. <laughs> yeah, that's a good little thing there in the end. Uh, it's perfect, man. Yeah. Like, the best character. I just, I will always believe that. It's, yeah. No, I agree. They definitely have like an Abbott and Costello vibe there. I mean, it's like kids relate to SpongeBob having to deal with adults and adults relate to Squidward having to deal with kids. And yeah, brilliant. <laughs> let's see, are there any other quotes or moments that we missed? Uh, I liked when um, they were eating his arm. He's like, yes, that's my arm. It felt just like anytime you deal with like pets or kids, like. Yeah, for sure. I had said this actually in the replay and I forgot about it because it's actually really great, I think. So the thing that one of the, the jokes that got me that I just completely forgot about was the chrome flower. And the oh, guy yeah. just runs out and I looked at Devin and I was like, so in the future, there is no, you know, like crime. It's just the cops, like there's no crime. So the crops, the, all the cops do is chrome everything. That's literally what they do. This is like, this is what the future is. Like it's, it's lovely, but yeah. <laughs> I just forgot about this this flower, which is obviously like another kind of, you know, them talking about conformity, um, which you could tie to the police and issues um, as to like, you know, oh, something came up that looked different. Let's spray it this way. Let's make it have to live and exist in, you know, the way that everything else does. That's true. Yeah, they were ready to go. That, that car pulled up instantly. And so hard. So hard. <laughs> Like, it's just like, ah! like it's like what one flower and it wasn't there when it was like starting to come you know like it they like waited for it to pop up fully and you're like oh there it is as we all know in comedy timing is everything yeah. and they nailed the timing of that it was yeah. it was perfect oh man but no let's see quotes like i liked it when when uh sponge rock sponge tron um defreezes de unfreezes squidward and uh, was like, um, he's like a frozen cephalopod. And, and he says, greetings, primitive. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Welcome to the future. Oh, we didn't even talk about uh, future. Yeah. Future. We talked about it in the bonus episode, but we can't go, and we can't not talk about it in the actual episode. I don't think I get that at all. Like, I'm wow. not entirely sure I do either. I guess he's just having a mental breakdown. But. Yeah, yeah, I think that's all it is. It's like it's like he's like working out, like he's doing sit ups. <laughs> it's a process. Like 
He's doing crunches. Last time I'm gonna do crunches. <gasps> I'm gonna be like one future. That's what he's doing. Like he's yeah. like I don't. Yeah, I don't. If that's, if that's a reference, I don't get. I that I think one. he's just having a breakdown. Um. Yeah, it's probably all it is. He's not. I, I joked about it um, in the bonus episode, like talking about the the rapper future. I don't think he's a fan uh, of that either, because I've gotcha. seen that as a as a meme around yeah. that. He's, Squidward's not jamming out to Jumpman, Jumpman, Jumpman. That's just that's just not enough happening. That's yeah. So, Devin, how many uh, chrome flowers is this episode? How many chrome flowers? Man, this was this was a good one. Um, it's at least four. I'm gonna give it four point three. Chrome flowers out of five. Oh, is this something y'all do? Y'all do like fractions? I usually do it. Not everybody has to. It's just I. Million. I only go to the tenth place. I think one time it was pi, and he named fifty digits: three point one four one five nine two. If only I knew that many. Um, yeah, no, you you give it how whatever decimal place you want to go to. Okay. You you rate it that way. Yeah. Um, Wait, let, yeah, give him one. Set him up for one. Yeah. All right, all right. So, Ryan, um, how many? Oh gosh. Um, can we not do chrome flowers? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can. We uh, usually we, we switch it up, but you. Can oh, everyone flowers. has to do something different. They, uh, you don't have to. Wait, there's no chrome no flowers of this. That's fair. That. Let me. Uh, it's all meaningless, Ryan. It's all meaningless. I I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Sticky note loincloths. So uh, I'm gonna in, in following his lead, but but also doing it in my weird way because that's just who I am. <laughs> I would give this episode 23 over 25. Over 25. Sticky note loincloths. So not a decimal, but a fraction. I, like I hope they have 23 loincloths. Um. All right. Well, Jeff, how many? Ooh, I was gonna say alones, but now I almost want to say futures. You pick one, alones or futures? Which one? Ooh, yeah, alones. So right. We don't know how many there were, or how many were voiced That's by Tom. Alone, 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 alone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'll go a little under. Um, I'll go four out of five. This wasn't quite as funny as some of the great episodes, but uh, yeah, consistent and strong baseline. <laughs> for like what the actual rating system is <laughs> it's like fortified like nothing fancy that's the, like, <laughs> that's the the ron swanson of rating systems just yeah keep it simple you're the rock of the group man yeah one fewer decimal place than whatever that's that's that. like all the weird data ish going on in this episode 23 out of 25 feels right for me I'm it, good with yeah. it. I appreciate it. it's very good fraction feels good <laughs> no conformity <laughs> okay we got to talk about karate choppers so don't uh, say it like you're not going to enjoy talking about the episode I, I am gonna enjoy it i just don't know how to approach what this episode might possibly be about i, <laughs> I don't think that's true <laughs> All right, so I will say that let's, let's keep in mind as as we as we discuss it. One, I I never like growing up. I mean, even even until someone pointed it out to me, I never thought of the implications or the the innuendo that was that people see. No, I I, I never saw it. Um, I understand where people come from watching it, but I you know I was just like they're just doing a fun fun 
activity. Shut up. And <laughs> I don't think I don't think children get that. I, I think you're all kids. And so, if a child gets that from that, like that's impressive. Yeah. That's not watching it and being like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I do but think I, that kids have a lot of different things that they're told not to do by their parents, just on a daily basis. So, for kids, it could just be any of those things, and right. adults only think of it as like sex, you know. Yeah, knowing that going in, I tried to watch the episode. I made it about halfway through. I tried to watch it under the lens that that wasn't what was happening. And there were a couple damning moments. <laughs> like um, sorry, you have to, you'll have to do that one. Oh, that's, that's like the proper, I think. You have to let the proper use. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes. We decided <laughs> uh, in moments. Editorial. <laughs> but yeah, there are some, uh, there, there was a couple moments that I was like, yeah, I can't look away from that. <laughs> um, specifically those moments for me were safety first. Oh, um, I do use protection a lot in this episode. That's yeah, yeah. And and the one time he does it, which is at the beginning when he's at the house, and he they're fighting and he's fighting without his equipment, and then he stops and he's like safety first, and he puts it on. And I was like, eh, borderline for me. The really condemning thing though, uh, that the the nail in the coffin was actually the hot sauce. Okay, <laughs> so hot sauce uses the word naughty specifically. He says like not the like it's like uh, the darkness or, or like I forget the word but it like there are so many other words that would have played just as well and naughty feels has a particular connotation it wasn't like this is the in the in all in the name of darkness or something like that he was <laughs> in the name of naughtiness is what he says you know like he could have said in the name of evil naughty, like misbehaving children sure sure <laughs> um but that particularly i just i don't know the 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 choice of naughty because i mean you can tell they put a lot of work into these episodes so like words are chosen very carefully um so yeah just naughtiness the connotation of naughtiness along with the rest of it felt like no they're they're doing this this kind of yeah yeah, I found the quote, by the powers of naughtiness, I command this particular drop of hot sauce to be really, really hot. Also, uh, Tom Kenny uh, said that that scene was recorded in the Nickelodeon restroom and he had to wear red makeup all over his face and he had an audition that day and uh, the red makeup didn't come off in time. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so guys, I, I'm I'm concerned now about talking about the rest of this episode <laughs> because earlier this evening I was talking to two of my youths, right, my 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 seventh grade uh, students, and I mentioned, oh yeah, we were talking about SpongeBob. I was like, yeah, I've got this podcast. Like, oh my gosh, where is? It? I want to listen to it. And so now I'm worried that they're gonna like come across this and it's gonna sound bad, and I'm not trying to say anything. But their their implications. They can so, make it online. I mean, they hopefully they listen to the first thirteen episodes first, you know, and they'll get to this one. And uh, <laughs> keep it real, man. But the kids will never respect you unless you keep it. I real. mean, I do plan on having the conversation coming up pretty soon. As you know, message we're gonna talk about some things that they got. But shout, I, I don't know if I can legally say their names. But shout out to y'all know who you are. To oh the two, goodness. you had one of them had a, a pink sponge, oh, not sponge, but it's pink Patrick hoodie on. So shout out to y'all. Put it at the end, like bonus content. Like, <laughs> hey, we'll pay us a dollar a month, and we'll give you. A oh shout my out. gosh! <laughs> oh 
man. actually did uh, when she said something about the podcast. She was like, "Are y'all doing ads?" I said, "Well, uh, not right now. I, I guess we could, like or make." She's like, "Are y'all making money?" I said, "No. I mean, if we did ads. I think we could." And she's like, "We'll do it. Like, okay. <laughs> this is a nonprofit gift to the world from us. You know, that's a perfect segue for another big thing in this episode that happens at the very end." And it blew my mind in regards to these innuendos. So the end is lovely. You know, the whole thing going back and forth and SpongeBob, you know, trying not to do karate, trying not to do karate because he's going to lose his job. This, this taboo behavior that makes no sense because <laughs> like, I guess in Bikini Bob, people just don't do karate. That also kind of leans itself to the argument of, they're talking about other things. It's because he karate's chopped a man into the floor. That's true. It's affecting his job. Mr. Krabs in the bathroom. And Mr. Krabs, I never thought about this before, grabs him by the lips. <laughs> by the lips, and he hadn't even washed his hands. But we are in the midst of a pandemic, people. So don't be grabbing no. his lips without washing your hands. Probably don't grab your lips anyways. But my biggest point is at the end. Because we were literally, I forgot how the ending goes. Like, you know, it's been many years since I've seen this one. Um, and they're, you know, I remember them sitting in the park and, you know, they've done all this karate and they're kind of laying down because they're exhausted from doing karate. Maybe another, <laughs> you know, marker for that side of the argument. But uh, yeah. they're, you know, they're laying there talking and Mr. Krabs shows up. It's like, wonder if Mr. Krabs ever does karate and, <gasps> you know, all this. And then he sees, and I was, I said it before it happened because I kind of forgot. Yeah. I was like, Mr. Krabs is just going to find a way to monetize this. So if you tag on the innuendo that this is about sexuality, just to kind of narrow it down to one word, um, not that it's necessarily specifically always that, but more or less, it's what we're talking about. And then Mr. Krabs is so against it until he finds a way, capitalism, to monetize it. Wait, that's not a sweet ending then. That's... It feels like it felt like literally like when the when the credits rolled, it felt like an indictment on capitalism. It really did, and I thought that was brilliant because I absolutely like being older and knowing the people like people that like not knowing this specifically, but the kind of people that write those shows like that is absolutely something that is thought about in themes and things that come out, even mm -hmm. if it's subconscious. Because this is what we're talking about. We were really breaking down an episode on, you know, kind of meta levels of like, you know, that's why when you were like, I didn't see that as a kid, it's like, I don't think anyone did. Like I didn't, I don't think most children, depending on the age, you know, once you're a teenager, you know, it's, it, you start to kind of see well, those I mean, things. Like, I, what I was but, saying was like, I didn't see it even as an adult until someone uh, pointed it out. Well, I hadn't seen that episode since I was a kid. So I, I can't, but you said, you're saying you saw it since being an adult and didn't feel that way? I think so, okay. maybe. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm like, I don't remember the last time I saw it, but I didn't think about that until somebody said it. But yeah, because it felt very, it felt very obvious about <laughs> half, about half the way through. The first half, I felt like, okay, okay, people are reading into it. And the second half, I was like, nah, yeah, yeah. There's there's some overtones here that they're definitely yeah. This episode that. really captures that like tension of not being able to do what you want to. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it kind of has that wet painters vibe. Of, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's about like expression. I mean, I think in general, yeah. especially when they're chopping the like salami and they're like uh, one, two, th ten. Yes, ten. We need ten because we're so hungry. 
Yeah, like I'll give you a lot of air on the, each side of this comment so you can cut it out if you want, Jeff. But they're literally beating their meat. Yeah. So that might very well be true. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But, but, but like, that's pretty damning, right? Yeah. So that's true. There's also there's like two different like innuendos for farting. Like there was stepping on a duck and then there was cutting the cheese. Like they did both of those. Yeah, Devin laughed at cutting the cheese. Oh, stepping on a duck is a, is something for farting? Oh, I never, yeah. Yeah, y'all haven't seen Caddyshack? He's like, somebody stepped on a duck. Oh, gotcha. I think the frog one growing up, it's like a colloquialism a lot. Yeah, I think both oh, of them. But yeah, not ducks. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. High, high quality fart jokes. That's what every kid show needs. <laughs> and only SpongeBob can deliver them in a non-obvious way. Right, because yeah. I I don't know how many would have like i don't know what percent of kids caught that joke about like cut the cheese that i i definitely i definitely don't think that most kids would have thought about stepping on the duck but that the, yeah. cut, the I got the cut the cheese joke as a kid but uh apparently yeah. i didn't get the rest of this episode yeah it's, i feel like that that joke slid in there if you're not paying attention but i mean yeah definitely well, kids also, know that joke they framed that the duck stuff in a close-up of him walking so it does kind of like, I kind of giggled at the end because it does feel like a fart joke. So they did a very high, like highbrow fart joke. Very <laughs> sophisticated as you could kind of be. Like, I mean, maybe not sophisticated is the right word, but, but they kind of do this fart joke in a subtle way while doing it in an obvious way. Because even though you don't know about the stepping on the ducks, there's something about the three ducks walking as he's walking in close up every step. It feels like, you know, he's farting. It's funny. Um, and so it's like, and I think that's the brilliance of SpongeBob, not to narrow it down to fart jokes specifically, but they, they do this thing where they make things very simple, but there's so much going on. There's like so many layers of things, but at the same time, you don't need to understand those layers because the base layer is so simple and straightforward and is good on its own merit that you can, you can you know, talk about them later and kind of watch yeah. them figure yeah. This episode works great just on a kid level, just sure. the plot in and of itself. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know much about like, yeah, writing kid shows, but I imagine to be able to do it the, that way where you're telling, you're really hitting every demographic, that's impressive. Yeah. Like really having something that like the kids will watch and love this episode, but then the adults will watch it and love it also, but for completely different reasons. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a impressive that, that I think is like speaks to the like, the state power of SpongeBob is that yeah. as a kid, you you laugh at it, you love it, it's great. As an adult, you're like, wow, that's I think that's funny for a different reason. I mean, like I mentioned, yeah. those those seventh graders, they're what they be thirteen. I am twice their age, yeah. but we still love the same show yeah. that came out a different like like it came out at a different time. Like yeah. came out before they were born. Yeah. And you're just like, just you wait. You love it for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> just you wait. You think you love it now, but you're going to get to love it twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Like, that's really impressive. Yeah, I agree. There's very few, like, pop culture references. It, it, they just made it so it could be timeless and just comment on things that will always be the case in society. So what happened in this episode, Jeff? I feel like we... <laughs> I think we've so thoroughly, like, mixed it, you know, talked about all these different things that I feel like we should just go ahead and go to, like, other other favorite parts of this episode. But, um, sure. we, we, yeah. We covered it pretty thoroughly. 
there was a um, Squidward's hairpiece when oh, yeah. karate chops the Krabby Patties and they land on Squidward's head and, and then they all are just like, oh, nice hairpiece. <laughs> Yeah. What does it say? So you uh, got the hairpiece after all. <laughs> you got it after all. Was he considering anything like that? I, I don't think so. But Maybe he didn't specify what the hairpiece was going to be. It just, you know, he got one. Yeah. Oh, I guess he another my leg when he uh, chops the guy into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> into the earth. <laughs> like, into the floorboards. Into the floorboards. Uh, I really like the park that we never see again. This lovely little park that they had for this episode that we can assume is nearby because they go to it and Mr. Krabs is just walking through it um, when he catches them. But it's a lovely little park and we never see it again. Oh, and there is a fish fishing for fish. Yeah. A fishing Bro, didn't think about that. That's super meta. Never, never thought. I did not. That did not cross my mind. That's great. Um, Yeah. Well, didn't in the, didn't they go to that park um, when Mr. Krabs and Mrs. Puff were going on the the date? Maybe they go to the park at one point because he takes her to a restaurant. I do remember them going and to spends a, park. a whole bunch of money. I do remember them going to the park. I feel like that definitely happened. But so. that park, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a different park. Maybe. I mean, I yeah. think that's thing with like animation, right? It's like yeah, because you're having to draw these things for this thing, like. Like you try to reuse things, but like I don't know if you could reuse like stuff with SpongeBob in it. Like just kind of, I guess, a new episode, maybe create a new park. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but again, not like a location you can go back to. And yeah. You're like, we'll shoot at the same park. It's like, no, you'd have to draw it again and try to match it. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I like the part when he's watching. He, okay, so he's in his house and he's afraid of Sandy, but then he turns on the TV and there's a like a live action fish swimming around with some joke like, uh, you know, you ever walk through the grocery store and think, who eats this stuff? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. And yeah, it was literally, it felt it was like he was watching Comedy like, Central or something. Yeah. It's like some stand up comedian. That was like a, a Jerry Seinfeld level joke. Yeah. yeah. Like, What's the joke? <laughs> What's the deal with that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Bob sticks his head, his his <laughs> through his body. Like I did, like feel like in that very first episode, it did feel like the times I've been like at home alone and have heard a sound. <laughs> you know, like especially like Hello. like back home where it's like much larger than you know our apartment. It's like you hear one side on the other side of the house and it's late at night and you're alone. It's like you pick up that bat and you go room to room. Yeah. And it very much felt like that. I mean, that's that's what happened. Um, and then you just go back to doing nothing. Like, oh, guess it was nothing. Like, that's, what that's, that's what happened last night when uh, I was talking to you in your room and um, I could see on the wall, there was this bright light that was on our wall. And I was like, that's a really bright light. That is that that can't be coming from outside right mm -hmm. and so i like tried to look through his window and i couldn't see a car or anything and so i was like let me be, i'll be right back and then i realized oh it was my tv i had left it on and so the glow was on but i was like i don't i don't like this i'm i'm ready what's up like who we is get abducted by aliens you know. exactly <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, it was already. Also, that level of friendship to sneak in someone's home and attack them. It's <laughs> a really fascinating kind of Or kind like, of you know, hide in their closet for a couple hours. Like, that's a level of friendship. That's true. Yeah. Different it, also where you live. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> different place. Oh, that's what it was. Um, the uh, I, I really liked the mammals line. Oh, like when he, uh, when um, Sandy convinces Mr. Krabs to not fire SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. But that's funny because I kind of forget that Sandy's a mammal. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, a mammal? Where? And I was like, SpongeBob's not a mammal. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Is it? Are whales mammals? Yeah, Pearl's a mammal. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He's talking about his own daughter. Mm. There was a lot of lines. In here that were just solid lines like sure. um the whole like you need to be making me money yay, with your spatula yeah. and he's like aye aye capite like those were great and then at the end with the same thing like i love karate i love karate i love money a i hate all of you who has the best line <laughs> your boy squidward I, I need to get you a shirt with squidward saying that 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 needs to be somewhere oh yeah I like when SpongeBob's talking to Squidward. And he's like, "Yes, ma'am. I mean, sir. I mean, boss. I mean, Poopa." <laughs> yeah, Poopa was fun. I, I still like, use that too. I was like, I don't understand. Oh, I like when uh, Mr. Krabs says, "You need to stop the karate. It's poisoning your mind." And then he like smells his brain. He smells his head. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he says mammals. <laughs> okay, I think I missed that. Oh, and then there's acting like plants. Photosynthesis. Yes. That's a classic moment. Bruh. For some reason, that sticks in every child's mind. It does. I don't know why. I mean, like, it just does. I think that was in one of my, like, one of, one of the slides in a, in a science class in undergrad. Like, I think sure. one of my biology <laughs> something put yeah. that in there. Because it's, it's, so, it's so funny. It's, it's just also the fact ridiculous. that he just lays on his back and he just takes his, like, limbs and moves them in and out. That's like that for him. That's photosynthesis. Yeah. It's oh, also, do, yeah. do sponges? I don't know enough about underwater sponges. Do sponges do photosynthesis? I guess probably not because it has to do with oxygen, right? It's a but, great you can question. Do, but you can do oxygen. Do. That would just be a, another layer to it that would be really great. That's a great question. As if that is how sponges function. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure, but. Uh also like oh go ahead well the the disguise it's like this is your worst disguise yet <laughs> no, oh, yeah. no it's not this is this is and just holds up that horrible squirrel mask grandpappy squirrel or something i don't know and then i like when mr krabs catches them and i don't know if they i wonder if they planned on having some interesting line or something but he just goes like mother Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get another barnacle in this one because Mr. Crab, when he like comes to the park and sees all the sandwiches and all the the fauna chopped in half, he says, "What's what the barnacle?" So, you know. Yeah, Ryan. We named the show Barnacles, and then it took a lot of episodes for anybody to say barnacles we were like what we i thought this was in every episode and then it's like <laughs> that's hilarious it didn't happen for like 10 episodes <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> i mean that's life right you always misremember how things actually really were you know? mm -hmm. yeah 
That's All right, Ryan, how many poobahs out of five? Is this <laughs> how many, how many poobahs? <laughs> um, I'm going to give this one three out of five. Oh. Um, not that uh, not that it wasn't very good. I'm getting rid of the decimal stuff. It's actually driving me crazy. <laughs> I, just went, I just went with that because it just seemed, you know, like you appreciate it in the moment. I do appreciate and it. And also that was a really weird episode, you know? Yeah. This one feels way more standard. Um, not that this one isn't great. I guess three out of five feels like on a scale of one to five feels like okay, mediocre. So I guess maybe I would go slightly to a four, but it just feels like I feel like there are other episodes that do the things that this episode does really well even better. And I feel yeah. like there are several of them. Um, yeah, painters, I, I think, is one. Yeah, but I think the thing that that makes this episode special now really is the <laughs> the, the 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 baggage, the underneath stuff that we're talking about, so to speak. That's yeah. what makes it much more interesting to me. Um, not that it's not a great episode, um, but it just kind of feels like. You know, if we're if I'm ranking it in terms of SpongeBob as a whole, um, it's it's better than a lot of them, but mm -hmm. I definitely wouldn't put it in the upper echelon. Um, mm -hmm. It also just didn't feel nearly as iconic as the first one did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Jeff, I'm I'm second guessing myself right now, so I'm going to ask you how many uh, slices of barnacle loaf uh, out of five would you give this one? How many slices of barnacle loaf? I. I'll take the opposite opinion. I mean, I think that this episode was funnier than the first one. And I think it just had more of that, like, you know, I, I use the word tension, but I just think that it has more of that dramatic effect that uh, kept me into it more. I don't know. I'll go like 4.2, just a little bit higher than the first one. But okay. All right. Okay. I, uh, I know I already asked one, but I just really want to say how many powers of naughtiness <laughs> my gosh uh, I want to give it boy I was thinking 4.5 I'm going to drop it down to a 4.4 4. <laughs> 4.4 4. the highest of anybody so yeah yeah I, I know yeah I was like I'm hearing some of the arguments and it made me just want to drop it down just a little bit um, 4, I need 4, someone 4. to comb through these episodes and track your rating specifically because I feel like on app, like if we were to break down average ratings, Jeps is probably around you know four ish. Yours is probably four and a half. I I, I will say like the last yeah maybe the last episode of episode four I did have some um, some lower ones. I at one point had the lowest rating out of um, the three. He he dropped some twos in there. He he was going two point nine two point eight on some good episodes too. I don't know what was he was thinking, but. <laughs> We need uh, their own version of critical role stats, uh, bar barnacle stats. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the conflict in this Zoom chat. But yeah, I, and I, I rate it that way because, like I said earlier, there's so many lines in here that just I just found so funny. Like it was just like it felt like there was line after line after line. Like I have so many quotes in my notes. Um, yeah. You know, photosynthesis. I'll cut the cheese. Uh, you know, not no, it ain't. This is, and uh, I mean, Poobah, and I hate all of you. All of these, they're just oh, such he, he sneaks up on his own house and then karate chops it and then apologizes yeah. to his own house. Yeah. Also, and we haven't mentioned this yet. When Mr. Krabs fires him, 
that is an epic cry. Like that's an epic SpongeBob cry. Well, he cried into a mug, yeah, and then yeah, drank it and then cried again. But it starts off with his face absorbing into itself. And then it explodes out in tears and then he runs off and it's just, it's an epic SpongeBob cry. One of many, of course. Oh, and speaking of people's faces being distorted, you know, you said that, uh, Ryan, you said Squidward had a punchable face. SpongeBob chopped Squidward's yep. face right in half. <laughs> I'm gonna act, I'm gonna pretend like that didn't happen. That's a but, great one. <laughs> yeah, I just think this, there's there's a lot of, a lot of great stuff in this episode, um, but, Ryan, to your point, like it's not as iconic as some of the other episodes, which I find to be interesting. But yeah, well, I'm I also basing it. my rating, and I know y'all talked about this too. I'm definitely basing my rating on the one we just rated. Mm -hmm. And I think like this one might have better jokes at times, but I think that one's way more impressive. Mm. But you know, if you're rating it on like how funny it is, yeah, I would tell you this one's funnier. But you, but, but yeah. the first one's genius. Like the first one's yeah. like if you could have a time capsule and you could only save a few episodes to show aliens or something. <laughs> you know, this is the best we ever did. Like this episode feels to me like like the first like part A feels like I would save it. Mm. Karate Choppers, I feel like yeah. like Jeff said I'd pick Wet Painters or something else yeah. that does something similar but better because if we're talking yeah. funny episodes, there are fifteen that are way funnier than sure. Karate yeah. Choppers. Least, they wanted know. to keep the production code you know yeah but it was good and especially this in the circle back here like the episode as a whole like if you're rating the them together like sitting down and you know as a kid for a 30 minute spot that's one of probably the best in my opinion that given i don't know as much as y'all do about spongebob but from what i know like the best a side b side mm. Yeah. combination because you get it all you do get yeah. the karate choppers funny you get yeah. a lot of like meta stuff that they're commenting on that's really well done you, there are a lot of laughs yeah. you get very, yeah yeah and you get like crazy structure stuff with the first one mm -hmm. that's like you know really interesting yeah yeah, yeah i agree with that yeah this is a strong two episodes next yeah. time it's uh sleepy time and suds those stand out to you Devin. <laughs> Sleepy time is when he goes <laughs> in their dreams, right? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Suds is when he. Oh, that that's a good pandemic episode to watch. Uh, that's a <laughs> Suds is a good one. Uh, don't touch me, I'm sterile. There, there, there's a lot of commentary in that episode too. Uh, it might be the most quoted, at least for me, slash funniest joke in all of the history of SpongeBob, kind of, or one of them for sure. Is like the he was so ugly that everyone died. The uh, well, okay, so, oh, Suds is a different one. Suds, so yeah, the that one is actually it's the premiere of stinky, season two. Stinky yeah, with bad one. breath. Bad breath. Okay. Is when you get sick. I think I'm confusing them because the bad breath one, everyone treats him like he's sick. Yeah. Versus Suds, he's actually yeah. sick. And also, to your credit, uh, Patrick things. messes up, like makes things worse in both those episodes. <laughs> he like he he SpongeBob goes to him for whatever reason. I don't know why he would go to Patrick. But he goes to him uh, for help slash advice, and Patrick just makes it worse. He, yeah, he is the Facebook friends of, of the <laughs> Bikini Bottom in 2000. Oh my goodness. That don't work. That's funny. If you haven't got off of Facebook yet, just get off. PSA, of mask work. Uh, <laughs> do yourself a yeah. huge favor. Get off.
Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we'll wrap up. Thanks for being on, Ryan. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was great. Um, hopefully, I, you know, it was good enough that maybe in the future you'll have me back future. sometime. Um, remember well, that I only yeah. cursed once slash twice because I used the same word and it wasn't really cursing. No, you did good. I was very impressed. Um, yeah, we'll review your files and uh, make a decision. No, we'll have you. Anyone listening to this will not be impressed because they don't know me. So, <laughs> just, it was very impressive. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It's going to be bad when we hang up this call. But. On, on, on a scale of one to ten, ten being my normal self. Oh. I mean, I, I I was at least a one or a two. Yeah, like, for I was sure. Probably, I was probably a two, but yeah. Yeah. No, you did great. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we'll see y'all next time. Fun. Later. Bye. Barnacles with Jep and Devin is a production of Jep and Devin. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at BarnaclesJND. Send us a voice message on Anchor. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And remember, with imagination, you can be anything you want.